Hello and welcome to Board Stupid, the podcast that loves talking tabletop board games, D&D and other awesome stuff. I'm Wayne. I'm Simon. And I'm Nick. Wait. We have Nick here. Wait, what are you doing here? Where's Tom? Um, no, 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 not going to tell. <laughs> I think Tom's gone off to prepare to try and re- retain or regain his Galactic Emperor status. Yeah, yeah, Tom is still smarting for only one winning once for TI4. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's off to study and make various deals, nefarious or otherwise, in advance of tomorrow's breaking, game. I think he's breaking the notorious trend of, you'll never get to play Twilight Imperium regularly. Oh, yeah, he is. Like just, having his seventh game on yeah, the Tron so. yeah. within like, a four-weekly basis. He's determined to do yeah. it monthly. He's done well there. And that's, yeah, he's done an amazing job, to be fair. Uh, yeah, but anyway, sans Tom. Welcome, Nick. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. This time we're going to have the sound working. I was going to say, hopefully I'll actually get an episode up this time <laughs> we, that people can understand it's me here. <laughs> we tested it. It works. Anyway, we're all nerds talking about the things we love that are worth geeking out over. So, Simon, are you ready? I am. Nick, are you ready? Absolutely. Almost called you, Tom. <laughs> Nick, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. And if you guys are ready, we're going to go on a little stroll through the conservation areas of the Pacific Northwest. A very relaxing game. This week, we played Cascadia. We played as a series where we talk about an epic board game that we played this week. And this week, it's the tile-laying, animal-drafting, elk-conga-lining Cascadia. <laughs> In this episode, we're going to be diving into the things we liked and breaking down the things that make it great. Because at the end of the day, we only play awesome games. And Cascadia dares to wear its bears in pairs. Oh, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true come on I coined the phrase I'm not going to question that's, no, yeah, yeah, that's true this is yeah I blame you if anything <laughs> Cascadia is a puzzly tile laying and token drafting game featuring the habitats and wildlife of the Pacific Northwest you take turns building out your own terrain area and populating it with wildlife on a turn you choose a new habitat tile that's paired with a wildlife token then place that tile next to your other ones and place the wildlife token on an appropriate habitat Four tiles are on display, with each being paired at random with a wildlife token, so you need to make the best of what's available. Cascadia uh, plays one to four players, is designed by Randy Flynn, uh, with the art by Beth Sobel. And you may know Beth Sobel from her gorgeous, in fact, award-winning, I believe, artwork from Wingspan. Oh, yeah. 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 I should probably know those names by it, now. It's pretty. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful, it beautiful. Uh, it's published by Flat Out Games, Plays in around 30 to 45 minutes, which seems about right, and has an MSRP of $39.99. Can we just start the conversation um, by talking about how this has been nominated for the Spiel d'Art? It's Mm. grown and spiked in popularity massively in the last couple of months, and rightly so. I think the first printing you noted went immediately. I saw a singular copy of this in the local shop, and it went, and I kind of went, I probably should have bought that. And then thankfully they got more in because the demand for it was massive and they had a big, a big, big print run. It really went through the roof on BGG's hotness chart. Yeah, it's it been went. top 10 or top 20 for the last six weeks or more. Yeah, it's been going wild. So, And I suppose we'll talk a little bit later about that. But yeah, I, I think rightly nominated for the Spiel des this, this year. And uh, I think when we dig into it, you'll figure out why. So let's start, as we always do, by talking about those components and art design. As we have noted, gorgeous artwork from Beth Sobel. 
it's a nice oil painting. It's quite literally oil painting, as far as I know. Yeah, I would say so. And I would say, if you're thinking Wingspan, very different. Because I'd like to think of Wingspan as almost like Darwinian sketches, right? Yeah. In some way. Um, This is much more almost true to life, like you say, oil oil work. Yeah. I mean, there's all of, what, uh, two kinds of image for each animal? One on the cards, one on the token. That's it? Pretty much. But it's... um, Beautifully done. I mean, all over the box art, all over the rulebook art, and all over the art on uh, the giant sort of scoring cards, which are very nice indeed. Yeah, the, the artwork on the cards is probably the highlight in terms of yeah. near photographic realism, which isn't always for everyone's taste, but yeah, boy, does it speak to me. I think it's gorgeous. And yeah, yeah. The, the cover for the box is it's, it's relaxing to look at. It's one of those kind of, I'll have that as a picture. I'll quite it, happily have that on display. Yeah, it very much gives you the vibe of what you're about to play, right? Mm. Like some games, you think, oh, we're in for a war today. Yeah. This one is, we're in for a nice kind of gentle almost, stroll. It's almost eye-catching it's in its, not simplicity, but in its, yeah, lack of dudes with swords and guns on the front of it. It, it stands out yeah. by its kind of plain nature, but yeah. a, a pretty plain nature. Yeah. It almost looks like that, that photo you'd find hanging up in a cottage somewhere. It does. There's a, a thread on BGG uh, where someone had started saying that there was a Bigfoot hidden somewhere in the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> and people were coming back months after the fact going, I can't find it. I can't, I have find, a I can't find the Bigfoot. Oh, my God. Because it's that kind of detail. Mm, you think, oh, yeah. maybe if I zoom in at the right place. But no, <laughs> there is, as far as I know, no Bigfoot. So digging into the components, really, and again... It's not. It's not like we're talking about a massively epic game. It's a wonderful game, but it's not tons and tons of stuff in here. No, it's a, a nice, simple set of uh, items. Really, you've got your main habitat tiles, which are around eighty-five, about an inch and a half across, hexagonal, so they all fit perfectly together in a nice tessellated pattern. They have a mixture. There's five different terrains: so mountainous, rivers, wetlands, and so on. They'll have a combination of any of those face up. Also with the wildlife token that that habitat can hold. Mostly it'll make sense. Bears in mountains, elks in the prairie and so on. Or sometimes salmon in the desert. <laughs> it's, it, it is a prairie, not a desert. We oh, are sorry, in the sorry, Pacific sorry. Northwest. Right, sorry. Um, so it's yeah. still a fish that's in a field somewhere. It's kind of weird, but I suppose mechanically for the game it makes yeah, of course, some yeah, degree of sense. Course. We need certain things in certain places. Underground river. Sure, sure yeah. Sure. There we go. <laughs> that's what I'm saying and I'm sticking to it <laughs> um, so yeah I really like those wildlife tokens on the reverse they have the kind of topological lines like you'd see to see the uh, yeah the... it's nice it's on the bag as well the, the draw bag for the tokens it's just this neat little yeah just extra yeah it looks like a, like you say a topographical mm. top of what can't even say the word one of those maps yeah but book lovely cloth bag Azul like in its yeah very reminiscent of Azul in the quality super thick cotton lovely thick ropey draw draw String, very nice. Just something satisfying to stick your hand in and just fondle some tokens. It is. Yeah, yeah it's a fondly bag. You'll, you'll Absolutely. Be, you'll be drawing tokens regularly yeah. throughout the game after each person's turn. So having something that's not just a pot or mm. a, a box or something like that, I think is very nice. A yeah. Nice little addition. I agree. They could have just given you just the tokens and said pull these out of a bowl, but no, it's much nicer than that. It comes with these wonderful oversized cards that we briefly mentioned as well as the beautiful artwork on it. And you've got uh, I think it's was it four sets. It's four sets and there's five, five animals per set. That's right. So, so twenty different cards, all of them with individual scoring, which we'll get into a little bit later. You get a, a ton of uh, little wildlife tokens, the tokens themselves, which are lovely little wooden circular discs. They are a mixture of 
fairly dull colours. So the bears and the elks are a muted brown. So browns and beiges, right? The hawks are blue for the sky. And then your salmon and your foxes are these lurid, bright <laughs> pink, pink and, and orange, orange tokens. <laughs> and they also have a screen printed image of the animal on, on the face. This, I think, is going to be my one downside to this game overall. I mm. think those tokens are somewhat inconsistent within themselves and I don't like the screen printing on them. Fair, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bit it's jarring. understandably just a simple add-on almost because you could do it with just coloured tokens, I suppose. Mm. Yes, you could. Um, yeah. I think because it's trying to print a... I wouldn't say a detailed image, but the image is a bit more than just like a sort of black and white kind of thing. Yeah. So you can see the imperfections when it printed on there. I think there was other options out there. Yeah. All that being said, the tokens themselves are a nice solid wooden great. token yeah. and they do their job wonderfully well. Yeah, uh, feel nice to jangle around yeah, in the bags. Lovely. They'll be, you know, you'll stuff the bag uh, full of those and yeah, uh, yeah, nice to feel. Yeah. Uh, finally, you've got a, a score pad, so you get like a nice, uh, very small score pad, but functional and tons of pages of that to play to your heart's content. Yeah, you so. can have a couple of hundred games, I reckon, before that yeah. notepad runs out. Yeah, it's good stuff. I don't know if you can buy replacements. It's a detailed enough notepad that to make your own would be awkward. For the most part, when I've seen things like this, where you have perishable pads, if you contact the publisher directly, they're normally happy to send you one. Mm. So I imagine that the publisher will have a stack of these somewhere. I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'll they'll, send, they'll send you out for postage. Not like a very thick paper or anything, is it? It's no, exactly. I think it's probably you'll pay your postage and they'll ping one out. So we talked about the production and art design. What rating would you give the production for Cascadia? Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Would you, would you like a number? Lovely fits yes. in just a number out of uh, out five for the match rating. Five, yeah. yeah. Three point five for me. I'd say it is. It is nice. I'm not going to write home about it, but it looks. It looks real nice. Simon. Yeah, it's a, a touch under a four for me. As I mentioned, just the the wooden tokens slightly diminished from my overall enjoyment of it, mm. but. In no way a massive thing. I think the artwork is fantastic. I think the habitat tiles are fantastic. Um, uh, I, I would agree. I mean, I think an RRP of forty pounds, you could maybe anticipate even a tickle more. But what else can you add to this game? It's perfectly fine as it is. You've got stacks of tiles. You've got a lovely cloth bag. You've got your wooden tokens. Uh, you've got lovely artwork. For what it is, it's fine. Maybe for the price. It's a little bit high, so hence about 3.5. Yeah, I picked this up for 35 at the comic shop. Perfectly happy with yeah. what I paid for it. It's... I agree. I think it's wonderful, but I think for the production, I think you could take it to 30 quid. I think yeah, the box is, yeah. is smaller than your typical average sort of fancy fight box. Correct. So yeah. paying that extra for something that seems smaller. But yeah, if you're into sort of the board game sort of like guys, you know that not box size isn't necessarily... It's not everything. Yeah, yeah I mentioned this actually to a friend recently... Um, the cost always has to keep in mind not just what's within the box, of but course. the design yeah. element. The design of it. as well. It yeah, does yeah. come into it. It does. Really, yeah. It has to. Yeah, um, that's fair. It, we've mentioned as all already. It's akin to that in size and complexity of number of pieces, and I'm yeah happy with with the price point and the quality of stuff therein. Alrighty, should we dive into the core mechanics of the game? Let's yeah. let's dive in. So, who won today? Uh, Simon, did you I win? Did. Ah. I did. I got 99. Simon, you won with 99. So how do you win Cascadia? You are looking to collect your habitat tokens. That is your tiles which have the terrain on that you're placing your, your tokens in and then collecting your wildlife tokens to meet a few differing scoring criteria. For the 
habitat terrain itself, you're looking to make the longest contiguous line of each type. So you want to have as many prairie tiles touching as possible, as many river tiles touching as possible, as many mountain tiles touching as possible, and so on. You get points for the number of tiles that touch, and then if you have the longest run out of all of the players, you get a small bonus. So that's the the, the habitat tokens taken. So habitat of. scoring. Yeah. yeah. Then the I'd say the main scoring, but honestly, it's probably about 50-50 in terms of its points balance. Um, is your actual wildlife tokens itself? So that's the animals that you're putting into that. Little habitat. wooden chits. Yeah. These are scored varyingly depending on which set of cards you're using. We played today with card set A, which is supposedly the simplest scoring method and on each card it will tell you what it's looking for for the scoring criteria so for today we were looking to get pairs in bears or, or bears in pairs <laughs> did i not say that no you said pairs in bears yes pairs of bears if i want to put if i want to put a pair in a bear i've got a trouble that's an add-on that's okay. a, that's a, that's a, not being invited yeah. back to the park no 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 <laughs> yes so we are looking for <laughs> <laughs> we're looking for bears in pairs so that's two habitat tokens that can hold a bear and with the bear token then placed upon them with no other bears in any surrounding tile. if there's a third one the bears get very upset and you don't score any points at all indeed so. um hawks want to be on their own so a Lonely. hawk on a tile Lonely. nothing else around them surly hawks um, foxes in this particular criteria want to be surrounded by lots of different animals. Party fox. <laughs> Party fox. They like, <laughs> like well, they invite everyone. And then as Wayne uh, mentioned in the opening, we want elks in a conga line. Oh, yes. yes. One straight line of elks. They just like to conga. The points that you score will increase varyingly. Generally, the more you have, the better, but on a, an exponential level. Yes. So one elk on its own is two points. Two elks next to each other is five points three elks next to each other is 10 points and so on so it's yes. not just up to a maximum extra... value I yeah. think, yeah. so it's yeah. not like oh i got one more elk i get one more point if i make my elk line longer i'll get progressively more points per elk added and so, that's ultimately it well, yeah. you sort of add all that up right so and then whoever's got the highest score at the end that's it wins so mm. victory point winnie game and i actually really love the uh, the way that you score the different animals, yeah. I think that is fabulous. It's thematic as well. I think they've done a yes. good job of with even with like the naming of it, where we're in the the set of cards we had where we had bear A. It was um, it was just a pair of it was just a bear couple, so it was a pair of bears. It was mating, yes. yeah, mating, mating bears. bears that's and then right. set B, you get uh, it's no, it's not it's not two bears. You want sets of three, and the theming is oh, it's a it's a mother and uh, two and cubs. cubs. That's, that's right, yeah. And then it got a bit weird going forward when you got the ones like now you want different families of bears, and it's like, okay, fair enough, then fair enough. But it, it, I think looking for all of them at a quick glance. They've attempted to justify it with a small bit of text, which is neat, a nice little addition. Yeah, that's right. It's a thematic progression throughout the scoring cards. Well, that's right. And it's quite cool that you have that option of different um, sort of sets of scoring mm. cards to up the level of complexity. Definitely. Because having a look through some of those later sets, I can imagine my brain just being on fire. Seeing the <laughs> birds and the lines and the line of sight and just going, oh, this looks like trigonometry now. Oh, my God. I, I think part of the reason why it would become so complex is because this game is is partly a drafting game, right? Well, very much part, partly yeah. a drafting game. And like I said, we, in the sort of opening salvo of, of this show, you've got your choice of four combinations of habitat and animal that's it and yeah the habitat is paired to the animal mm -hmm. you must if you pick the habitat you must pick the animal that's underneath it uh, and uh, with some exception which we'll talk about later and obviously your choice then is 
going to be influenced by what you've already chosen and what you're going for with the knowledge that you can't do everything. No. Yeah, accepting that you can't maximise your scoring every scoring criteria throughout the game is key, I think, to not having a meltdown. Yeah, it's you- really... It can... Yeah, I can imagine this getting quite thinky. Um, like I said, with some of the more advanced mm-hmm. stuff, thinking, well, if this habitat fits here, well, it will score here, but it might knock points off some of the other stuff, Yep. right, based on how it's, I place it. It's primed you to sit there thinking about your future turns and going, right, well, I take this fox now, three turns later, I might get this other fox, which may or may not be there, and it's that sort of thing where you can... And then I had that definitely a few times. I was thinking, oh, if I grab this tile now, three turns later, I'll grab that second tile, and then sort of after a second... Oh wait, no, there's no point planning this because those tiles are all gonna get taken before it gets to my yeah, turn. Yeah, because when no one's drawing salmon for like eight <laughs> turns in a row, and suddenly and salmon come out. Salmon pops out. Oh, someone have that. And then the second one pop out. Oh, someone have that. And you've got this conga line of people then all moving into, oh, I've, I've planned for salmon now. And yes. no one gets salmon. Yeah, not so much forward planning as forward no. hoping. If forward I hoping, yeah. if I build it, they may come. Yes. And if they do, I'll try and get there before Wayne does. Much more tactical than it is strategic, for sure. Mm. So, yeah, taking you can have a vague plan, but you're really just trying to deal with what you've got um, for the most part. Should we talk about that exception, then? Mm. Yes. Some of the tiles are uh, special tiles. They have a a particular name, which I'm scrambling through the book to look for. They've got a little pinecone symbol on them, haven't they? I will call them pinecone tile. Uh, Yeah, so some of the... Habitat tiles are known as keystone tiles. They'll only have a single animal on them. Most tiles have two or even three different animals that they can hold. These keystone tiles only have one. If you put the matching animal on that, you pick up a nature token, which is shaped like a cone from the Douglas fir. Yeah. (laughs) And this little nature token comes with some special properties. It's very specific. It is. They've they've put some interest in it. They have, yeah. Very nice. Um... Yeah, you can spend your nature token in varying ways. If you don't spend them, they're a point each at the end of the game. But you can spend them on your turn to take a mismatch combination. So if there's a habitat tile you like and a wildlife token you like, but they're not immediately paired together, together, you can spend one of your nature tokens and pick up that pair you need. So there might be a habitat with an elk on it that you might be able to put into use somewhere. And there might be an elk wildlife token somewhere utterly different in the spacing uh, where you draft from. If you want that combination, if you've got a nature token, you pick it up and it's, you, it's you play the combo. It's a perfect addition, I say, at the end of it, because when I was sort of, you explained the rules at the start of the game and I had the question of, what if you take a token, you take an animal token and a tile that you can't place the animal token on because you take, yeah, it's a salmon matched with a tile that has a fox and a, a elk on it. It's like, okay, you don't play it. You just lose that token and then you're essentially, you're down a token for the rest of the game for everybody else. And that little addition of there is like, no, 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 no. Here's your out for that. Yeah. Mm. It, it means you're never truly completely shafted. No. You'll, you'll always have an option yeah. and you'll probably get these as you go through the game. Yeah. So. And, and your starter tile is three habitats and I think an option to be able to play each of the given animals. Yeah. So you shouldn't ever get to a point where you can't play a wildlife mm. token. You just might not want to pick up the one yeah. that you can play. You'd even start a key. I think one of your tiles at start is a keystone tile. Indeed it is. So yeah. you always get that in to get that token to start the, the not really machine, because the engine, at that point you're breaking the engine, you're, you're cheating with your little pine cone by, yep. what was the expression, just throwing it out of bear and scaring it out <laughs> of the tile? Ah. 
I think that is what Wayne referenced. That's yeah. basically it. Yeah, yeah they're I, very I, scared of pine cones. I effectively bought two bears on my. Yeah. Uh, it's the whole inserting pears problem. <laughs> <laughs> they hey. pine cones look like pears. <laughs> it oh, works. Bears, bears don't like them. I, I think the logic re- is continuous. I think you're underestimating bears at this point. You can't fault it. <laughs> um, no, I I think it's wonderful. Um, the, the mechanisms are not difficult to understand. No. No, that, that's one of the reasons I love this game is that you can just say, you pick up one of these tiles, you pick up one of these tokens, you put it somewhere in your existing habitat. Beautiful. It's only the intricacy of the, of the scoring which will then give you pause to think. But It's sort of an overused word in board gaming, um, but it does feel like an elegant design. Yeah. There's no say, sort of spare fat in it, I don't think. I would say it's hard to go wrong in this game. Yes. Oh, my first time playing it, I don't know if, if Tom had actually played it before or not, or if he's. I don't think so. No, new to all of our, our scores were what all on all in the eighties and nineties. Yes. Tight ten, I think was the was the spread of it. It was about a ten yeah. point spread between yeah, first yeah. and yeah. last. Yeah, I, Very I was close. surprised I came second, and it was a, it was second only by one point. The game, as you say, elegant. It, it's designed such a way that I feel you're going to be hard pressed to find those corners that you paint yourself into. Essentially, true. It's going to guide you in the way to always be getting points and always be able to place where and when you need to yeah everything is always worth something yeah it's just you're trying to score. make the most of it They're quite you only ever take you have 20 turns every game the number of tiles varies for the number of players so it just scales up so you have 20 picks of a habitat tile and a wildlife token do your best with it do you want to make a really really long river cool yes. go for go it ahead, you'll, yeah. you'll get points the longer it is the better and yeah. you get a bonus for having the longest do you want to focus on always being able to put salmon in the river well, that's going to be a different prospect yes so you might yes. need to not take a river token but take that weird prairie token that has a salmon that paired can take with a salmon. it yeah. yeah exactly and there you go you've still got your long salmon run and your salmon run can be worth 25 points yeah so, you're right this is you will score for everything so it's about efficiencies yeah right it's where do you where do you take the what, what do you sacrifice yes what do you sacrifice elsewhere? to make the most of 100 percent that so with that said we talked about those, those sort of core mechanisms um where would you rate the complexity of cascadia in terms of pure how do i take a turn this can't be more than a two we've got a bgg page and i'm going to quickly reference that here Ooh. on board game geek you can search for board stupid and you'll find us you'll find our podcast page and slowly but surely we're sneaking reviews up on there we've got one at the moment i thought i made it quite clear that weight referred to low being easy high being difficult so one is very very simple game five is a very very complex game apparently that's not clear enough so <laughs> I, I think it was just because yeah we we give ratings of what we our preferred quality and then the weighting of the complexity that is true i can understand how that guy got confused but equally equally know. still it does in any case so a two, in, in that, a, it's a light game it's a light it's game, a light game yeah, yeah. It's a light game, yes. um the intricacies of maximizing your score is where the complexity comes in, but yeah. the facility of actually playing the game is pretty lightweight. Yeah, Nick, where would you weight it? Absolutely, like yeah, two is is probably at the most bang probably. on the money. Yeah, I would say this is actually yeah somewhere between a one and a two. I often compare simple, I say simple, light lighter games because mm. light doesn't always mean simple. Lighter games to Ticket to Ride, which is like for me, it's like the quintessential light game. Mm-hmm. I, this, I think this is no more complex than Ticket to Ride. It's got Carcassonne vibes, mm. so your tile laying, and you're trying to match 
terrains, but there's no penalty if you don't. So yeah, it's, it's, hard, very, it's very forgiving. You'll be hard-pressed to find a turn where you don't know what to do. You can always do something. You're never going to be stuck there. The, the, the analyst paralysis I think I found was there was me with my, my big board game brain going, <laughs> I'm going to plan five turns ahead, get seven salmon and win it. And then it's like, oh, okay, no, I can't. What can I take? I'll take those two because <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can put them somewhere. I never had a turn where I was sitting there going, right, I need to figure out if I can do anything. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm myself crippling the time here by trying to plan ahead. <laughs> by trying to overthink. I should be. Yeah, yeah, if sure. nothing else, sure. you can make a pretty picture and you just yes. make your habitats look nice. You can just enjoy the game as you play it, yeah. right? And even so. as you're saying, you point out that you found that extra special card at the very end, which was the, this is the absolute simple version of the game where... Oh, was, the family was, variant. Yeah, yeah. there's one scoring card. It is, do you have, it count the groups of each animal that you've made? And that's like... Like super super streamline it yeah, if, you, if you're if you playing with young kids yep. or with people that aren't really into board gaming yep. that's a great way of doing that alright let's talk about that uh, themed gameplay interaction so what do you think that Cascadia is thematic uh, does the gameplay work together with the theme it's an interesting one this mm. because this is very much borderline and abstract game yeah yeah it's borderline I, I'm not really sure how to approach this I think Taking it at face value, making the habitat for me is incredibly satisfying. Mm. It is hugely satisfying. Spinning and placing those tiles so that your mountains and your prairies continue to make a nice border is really satisfying. Saying that the fox lives in the forest and putting the tile on it makes perfect sense. If it didn't have this particular theme and it was purely abstract with... I mean, you can almost do it with numbers. Mm. You could do... It could totally still work. Colours. Visually colours. You could I do this like as this. You could do this as city planning. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And population types yeah. or something. You could, uh, pick a subject. It could be... Yeah. It could be sci-fi. It could... So, I think in terms of theme gameplay interaction, I don't think it's... It has much, but it doesn't need it. No. And what it is, what it does do, is give you a theme, as you say, Simon, that is very relaxing mm. calming and enjoyable to play the process of playing this game is a calming experience yeah. it's not out it's not an outstanding level of theme no. game interaction but it doesn't need to be because it's a tile laying drafting game yeah so yeah. whatever you give it is fine and i like that they've given it this theme yeah so, it's yeah. a nice theme to have for a game that you said as you say could just be numbers and colors which would be like this will still be technically that point the same game but yeah. lacking it's got that nice calming theme as you said yeah. i wouldn't have picked it up off the shelf if it wasn't this yes i, I know you're very very keen on your we, we said earlier yeah. that it's not you know it's kind of striking for its normality in the sense that it doesn't have viking warriors and, uh, you, you know, know drunken trolls it hasn't got spaceships and lasers it hasn't got pooping unicorns <laughs> it's a it's a homely pleasant yeah oil painting picture that is very attractive and yeah. the theme that it provides is sufficient to make me pick it up off the yeah, shelf yeah. it's what i was looking for well what would you rate the theme interaction simon <clears throat> it's going to be low i suppose as we've said it the theme is an add-on rather than the crucial point so maybe two out of five in that regard like maybe a two or a three i think a three is perfectly satisfactory uh, it's, it's does what it does. For, the, for how the theme interacts with the actual gameplay mechanics itself it's um not to not to reduce it down saying it's paced on but it's you say you could replace it with anything else this could be a you know what's hot right now insert current pop trend of i don't know this could have been 
Marvel themed where all the animals were superheroes no, in the area with different colours. Not mm-hmm. more Marvel. Not more Marvel. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you could see it easy. You could just rip off the colour and paint it differently. I suppose, yeah. yeah to uh, Take thing A that matches together. Yeah. Take thing B that would go in yeah. those places. City planning, Viking raiding, but... It's nice that they didn't, and the theme doesn't do it any detriment. If I, yeah, if I'm going to like pick a rating out of how much do I enjoy the theme of oh, the yeah, game, yeah. that's like four or five. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. it's wonderful. If it's pure theme interaction, yes. probably a two. So, yeah. How do you feel about the turn length? How do you feel that the game flows? Couldn't be quicker at it's times. It's so slick. Yeah. Got it's back so to me, slick. Got back to me faster than I could place my tile oh, yeah, yeah. at times. Yeah, we played it at the highest um, player count that it provides, which is four, and it was very smooth indeed. I mean, yeah, like you say, you, you pick your thing, you, as you're thinking about placing your tile, you're like, oh, I need to pick another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a bad way, though. No, I don't great. Think. No, no, it's, fa- it, it's brilliant, because your decisions, although important for you, aren't so crucial that you're going to f- your whole game. No. I've had turns where I, I knew what I wanted, slammed it down immediately, source the next tile come out, and then watching it go, and then be replaced by, <laughs> okay, yeah, that one that one will kind of do, and then watching that one go and go, okay, I'm back to nothing. But then you get the lead, the pine cone, be able that. you get that little reset just to kick it in. But yeah, man, I could see someone who suffers from AP really badly taking their time. As you were mentioning, you sort of read a thread where someone was saying, yeah, this took us three or four hours I can't, to play. I yeah. still can't imagine I, how this takes three hours to play. I, I can't imagine not. how you would stand that how you that went that long it shouldn't take you in i mean i managed to play this in a lunch break at work with mm. two people who'd never played it before and one of which didn't yes. play board games of any kind of regularity mm. and we got it done and ate food at the same time yeah. it is not a long game and thankfully so you, as i say you take 20 turns if any of your given turns takes more than a minute then you are over analyzing yeah. Or you are sitting there trying to work out what every other single person is trying to do and potentially hate draft their options. But the refresh rate of wildlife tokens and mm. habitat tiles yes. is so quick that there's no point even specific, unless you're very late game. Yeah. You know that someone's got one turn left yeah. and this is their last chance to pick up the bear they need. You do, but even, maybe, then, even then, you're, you're going to be better served benefiting yourself than penalizing someone else. You're right. It would be a rare scenario where a hate draft would actually be beneficial in this game. There are too many options to score. Everything scores. I'd say it seems fairly accurate to what it says on the box, 30 to 45 minutes. Absolutely. Um, As you said, you could play this in a lunch break with people that never played it before and did that just fine. Our game is smooth as silk. Would you say that Cascadia respects your time? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You could pull this off. I think you could pull this off the shelf, get it set up within two minutes. The setup is pull the tiles out, put four of them face up, put four wildlife tokens next to them, and put the scoring cards out to display. That is it. It's a wonderfully simple teach, so it has that going for it as well. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, I think this is uh, does a wonderful amount of respect for your time. Absolutely. All righty, so let's talk about those final thoughts. So, Simon, what do you like the most about Cascadia? Because obviously, you bought it. I did. Um, Tell us the virtues. What are the things you might like the most about this game? The simplicity of gameplay is a welcome relief from some of the insanity of multi-leveled games that we play. Yeah, we play a lot of weird stuff. As we've said, it's kind of that pastoral, relaxing kind of game. It can be competitive, obviously, but it's about making your own little world, really. And I think there's something to be said for that as a nice, relaxing event. There is a single-player option, which is just... Hmm. How, how well can I create the world? Mm. 
Um, I think on that one, after each of your turns, you get rid of the right-handmost set of tiles and tokens. Okay. So you, there's always a forced refresh, as though there are a second of, player. Yeah, okay. So you can't just permanently set up with the same tokens knowing that they'll be there next time. It just is so nice. You can focus on different things, different times. You can. Uh, I quite often focused on hawks and bears my first few games. Mm-hmm. This game I focused on salmon and dropped a fox in once in a while. <laughs> uh-huh. It, there's just always something different to be looking at and i've played this probably half a dozen times at least in the last few weeks and not come close to getting bored or tired of it at all uh, nick what did you like the most about cascadia it's not so brain intensive that i was sat looking down at it the entire time i could enjoy other people also sharing the experience yeah yeah that's a really good point and how satisfying is it when say an elk comes out oh, yeah. and and then no one takes it. And it's yeah. still there oh, when it gets to your gets turn. To you and you're like, made a mistake <laughs> oh. there, boys. <laughs> no, seriously. Several points in this game, there's like a specific habitat tile. And I'm sitting there going, oh, please don't take it. In my head, oh, don't take it. And it comes back to me, I'll do a little, oh, that's nice. <laughs> okay. There's a wetland that, on no prairie. That's going to be perfect. It's, no, it's, it's fucking salmon. Never showed up for half the game. No one took it. I'm so happy and I'll take it. If you, if you plan great. for salmon, Nick, then uh, you'll get... Pears in bears. <laughs> wait, wait that, that famous phrase, plan for salmon, plan for failure. Oh, yeah, I'll take your word for that. Yeah, that's the famous phrase that I just made up. I'm sure, um, I'm sure. The thing I like the most about Cascadia is it gives me similar feelings that when I played Azul. You, f- you feel, no, whatever it is you do, you feel like you've accomplished something, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It, I, it felt like I was adding, when I add my tile in, I go, oh, that, that fits lovely over there and that animal will go over there. I've accomplished a thing. It feels very nice. And it gives you lots of little bits of that. Lots of little feelings of accomplishment. And uh, it doesn't feel stressed. It's a great game. So who is this game for or not for? As with a number of other games I buy, it's not one of these that is not even super competitive. It's it's not for the people who are looking for hardcore wargaming, people who want very mathy, calculative... If I get this, then this and this into play, then this will happen on turn eight. And it is, as you say, kind of tactical. Mm. You, I can't really see you coming away from this game being angry at someone during the game. No. God, I hope not. <laughs> You've got problems, I think, if that's yeah. the case. You really do. I think at best you'll just be nonplussed at this mm. if you don't enjoy it. Yeah, I think you'll either, you'll either really enjoy this and get the value out of it. Or, like you say, Simon, you kind of go, meh. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, this is a hard game to hate. Yeah, I guess if you don't so like, I guess if you don't like abstract games, that might be the thing as well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a difficult game to dislike. But, I mean, yeah. it, this has such a wide, vast appeal. I yep. mean, you can play yeah, with people of almost any age. You can play this with your nan, with mm. your parents. It's inoffensive. Yeah. The, the theme has wonderful accessibility. It's uh, yeah, super broad range of folks you could uh, that could play this and enjoy it. So um, give us your uh, final word and give us your final rating thought about the value as well that you get in the box. And also give us a comment on why you think it was recommended for the SDJ. Oh, he's laid out a challenge there. I, I always feel like at this point I'm, I'm kind of repeating my praises, but it's, as you said, it is so accessible. The theme is, for me, delightful at, at worst non-offensive to anyone mm-hmm. yeah I, I think the simplicity of it with the ability to have good strategic scoring added in it's so well deserved of its nomination value for money for me as i also said perfectly happy with the 35 i paid for it could potentially be a little less but i think it's great um, and i'm getting my money's worth and then some yep where'd you rate it 
This is an out of five overall. Yeah, out of five Ooh, overall. Let's give it a, a solid four for me Beautiful. at this point. It's a real nice game. It's one that I feel it's in that sort of maybe encroaching into the area of sort of like gateway game. But yes. in such, I'd say it probably tips over a bit more into the actual sort of like once you've gone past the gateway game sort next of things. Step game. Next step, yeah. This is, this, is, this is the one you play This is the one you play after like the Clatter. Like you've, you've done the Catan, you've done the Carcassonne. How about something new? Something that's been around not for the last million years. Yeah. And let's see what board, what the entry level of board games is now. And for that reason, I think, yeah, it's just a, a nice game. As you say, the price probably, where if I saw it in a shop for 40 based on the box size, because I am simple minded consumer. And this RP40, bit yeah. high. For that little small box, you you, you get that little uh, little monkey brain going, not box not big, don't buy. Um, but yeah, as you say, getting it for 35 is pretty good. And most places we were looking at did seem to have it on a reduction. About 35, yeah. Probably coasting on the uh, nomination, sort of. Yes. Ah, uh, this game is everyone's going to talk about this game. Let's drop the price down a little bit. Let's get everyone to buy it, sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd give it a you know I'll give it a three point five. It's not one I'm going to go rushing out now to buy for myself. But if you jump on the table, and go we're playing this game and go yeah because it, it's small, it doesn't outstay its welcome, and as you say, it's just very nice, very lovely. Something you mentioned just then, Nick, I want to pick up on and probably run with the tickle, is this feels like a new gateway style game right so this is when someone says okay what do you recommend for new players mm. whereas before i might say tickets right yeah. now i'd be tempted to say cascade oh yeah 100 i think that's really right? yeah and i think and genuinely i think i'd say this before tickets ride yeah and i think that's probably why it's got its nomination for the sdj oh, yeah, absolutely. it's so smooth it's so simple but it has a depth and the ability to vary its complexity, yeah, which it, is wonderful. The core mechanics are such an easy explain, but with the, a level to it that yeah. makes it yeah. a really solid game. There's there's a lot of game there, I think. I, I 100% agree. I think it's a, a fabulous design, super elegant, very calming, can play with anyone, great, accessible, certainly worthy of the SDJ. Uh, this is a cracking, cracking choice. It's an easy four out of five for me, especially if you can get it for about 35 quid. That's great value for that. Thanks for listening to Board Stupid. Subscribe to us for updates and to get future episodes of the show delivered directly to your ear holes via your favourite podcast service. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Board Stupid UK and at our home anchor.fm slash Board Stupid. And that's Board spelled B-O-A-R-D. If you like our content, do us a massive favour, give us a five-star review wherever you can review us and share the links to the episodes on social media. If you've got any feedback, comments or questions, please do stick it in the comments below because we love hearing from you. Have you played Cascadia? Do you think it deserves the nomination for the Spiel DR? And more importantly, do you think it's going to win? And we will find out later in the year. You can also find us on Board Game Geek, if you look for Board Stupid, we're slowly going to be putting up some new uh, reviews over the weeks coming forward. And also, we're going to quickly segue for our advert for this week. Simon, give us an advert. If you would like to buy your own copy of Cascadia, or indeed any other of the multitude of games in stock at the comic shop in Crawley, you can buy online. You don't even need to visit the bricks and mortar. If you visit thecomicshop.co.uk forward slash boardstupid, you will find our affiliate link. All you need to do is carry on shopping as normal. If you spend £50 or more, you will get free shipping. Free shipping? Free shipping. Free shipping. Normally you need to spend over £100 for free shipping, so buy this game and a couple of comics. Twice as good. Maybe some Geek Fuel coffee. You'll get free shipping on your spend of £50 or over. 
So go to thecomicshop.co.uk forward slash board stupid. B-O-A-R-D. You'll do us a flavour, we'll get a little bit of kickback, but you will spend not a penny more, and you'll also support our friendly local game store. A no-brainer. No-brainer. Audience, you've got brains, you know what to do. Comicshop.co.uk forward slash board stupid. B-O-A-R-D. Board stupid. Thanks for listening, we'll catch you again real soon. Positive comments and I'll let Tom out in the basement. He'll be back for the next episode. You do that. I'm going to join the conga line of elks. Elk. Elk. <laughs> <laughs>